Hey everybody, welcome to the 15th episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I'm your host, Charlie, and with me as always is Dan. Hi everyone, how are you tonight? It's weird being in the passenger seat, but I like it. This is nice, I don't have to drive, I can take a nap, I can check the internet. Oh gosh, I can't read and drive, I'll get sick. Oh no, I hate to park. And you just kind of you just kind of ran with that, didn't you, bud? <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, I was in the passenger seat, so I thought just thought you know I would just yeah. My improv, cl- the improv classes are really paying off. I still get a refund anyway. Uh, as you may hear, Charlie's in the driver's seat tonight. And why you may ask? Well, we have the next phase of "Give Me Back My Action," the podcast. We're going to be doing "Give Me Back My Horror Movies." The podcast and we have a special guest tonight for that say hello to the world nate why hello everyone how are we doing oh wait they, you can't answer that they said they're doing fine nate i have everyone they're, that they're listens really good. everyone that listens is on my laptop and all five said hi so nice. we're good on that so yeah as i said we are going to be starting a new phase in the give me back my franchises and we're going into the horror section next. And uh, Dan is not as big into the horror movies, wouldn't you say, Dan? Uh, no, I, I no, I'm not. The now, don't get me wrong. Uh, when I was younger, I saw the Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, original franchise. Um, you know, I Sleepaway Camp, I guess, and Slumber Party Massacre, and Chud, and Critters, and stuff like that. You know. But uh, no, I'm not much of a, a horror fan or a slasher fan per se. So uh, you guys are going to drive that one. Yep. And we'll be uh, uh, driving yeah. that big freight train. And uh, Nate, on the other or, hand. Or, or would you would you call it a, mean, a midnight meat train? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of corpses was, on this that train. Was a, that was a good reference. I'll get yeah, that. Yeah, see, I, I get them occasionally. I just don't really watch the films. And for those of you that know, we, we do this podcast and we're on our uh, phones through Messenger so we can video and see each other. And Nate has built his nerd cave and it is most predominantly horror movies. Is that right, Nate? That is correct. Like directly behind me, uh, across my entire entertainment stand is nothing but ash figures from the Evil Dead. Uh, to the left of me, we've got Leatherface, we've got Hellboy, the Predator, Carrie. Directly in front of me, I've got Leatherface. I've got more Hellboy, a lot of Hellboy, and then like my whole room is just filled with just different horror or different like metal and just anything dark and gross. And it's exactly what I want. It's 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 my baby, and I'm so happy. Then I, I would I would I'd say that that classifies as a qualification, wouldn't you say, Dan? Yeah, when you first came up with this idea to do this, and you were like, you know, I'm going to have Nate, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's because Nate's fairly sick and twisted, but kind of in a Boy Scout kind of way. He's he's the kind of guy that you see him and you're like, oh, he looks like a nice dude. And he's like, yeah, hi everybody, I'm Nate, and then he goes home and watches like twelve hours of slasher movies. Yeah, 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 and pretty much. I, while I. <laughs> While I am predominantly a horror or action movie fanatic, there's not much difference between an action movie and a horror movie. I think it all just comes down to some lighting, some music changes, and whether you have a kick-ass mask or something on whenever you're uh, trying to kill everyone. I I think the kill counts 
sometimes are more on my side of the spectrum for action movies than horror movies, but uh, I think they're a good blend. And it looks like our group agrees. We've got we've been growing in numbers again on our group on the Facebook page. Uh, the horror one is completely taken off. The action one is still going strong, still holding a slim lead. You know, uh, that's my baby. That's the one I, uh, I, I, I tuck it in at night, you know, before I, I check it all every day. But um, no, I think it's going to be great. A uh, little variety to the show. And here's the good news. It's not another show you're going to have to click on. It's not another podcast you're going to have to download. It's going to be on this feed. If you don't like horror movies, you can skip it. It's not a big deal. Um, but we hope you do listen to it. And this is going to be some of the same flavors, um, some of the same format that we do with slight little tweaks and changes. But I'm looking forward to it. Nate, you looking forward to it, brother? Oh, I definitely am. Even like the point out, like how you're like, oh, the body count in horror movies versus action movies. Like sometimes even in horror movies, it's going for like that quality over quantity. So sometimes you get that like kill that's like, yeah, that oh, I remember. That yeah. I really dug. And like I even like when put on a movie and it's like, all right, there's seven people in the like the main like group. It's like, all right, well, I'm probably gonna get a body count of like six in this movie. <laughs> and that's all right, but at least these six are really gonna count for it. Cause oh, absolutely. usually nine times out of ten, that seventh one's gonna survive. And even though there's sometimes I'm rooting for them and there's other times I'm like, oh, this person sucks. But you well, know, go ahead. Dan. No, I was just gonna say, I'm gonna leave this for you guys to do on your inaugural show. But oh yeah, as a tease, I will throw out the most memorable kill from a horror movie that I remember because I'm not going to be on the show necessarily. Uh, so I'll throw mine out real quick, and then it'll be a tease to hear what Charlie and Nate's is. So to tune into the show, mine though is. And this is how bad of a horror person I am. I don't even know exactly which Friday the 13th movie this is from. But I remember, and I, I'm probably going to get this wrong. I probably, I'm blending two different scenes or something in my head. But the people were at the, like a farm and there was someone swinging on a rope out of the, the hayloft of the barn. Okay. Yeah. And then they, like you, part three. Okay. And then you walk in and like they're stuck to the, the 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 support beam basically with a pitchfork. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that. that yeah, is that right? I'm fairly certain. I, it okay. might be two different kills, but that that is the same movie. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely right. That's what I was. Yeah, my head. I'm like, what? Ting right into is it, the isn't thing. three also the not Jason one though? No, that's five. That's five. A, a new is beginning because the, yeah. the fourth one is where. Like they had like little four year old Corey Feldman in it. Oh uh, yeah, I remember Mason, that. Basically, yeah. yeah but yeah, um, see, I you guys have lost me already. No. The fifth one was like them going, <laughs> oh, the fourth one made a ton of money. We can keep milking this bad boy. That was the and psychic then, one, I think. The fifth one was wasn't that New Beginning or something like uh, that. The fifth one was it was just like a janitor or some shit like that. <laughs> and then Friday the Thirteenth, they are instantly realized everyone job. wants Jason, <laughs> kind of like with Halloween Three, where people are like, "Where's Michael? I don't care about kids getting killed with masks, even though it's totally sweet." What they end up doing was like with Part Six, going, "You know what makes sense? Zombie Jason. Let's just bring him back from the dead." Because we well, you know, it, you, know what you, you know what you guys have you guys have taught me already that all '80s classic horror villains have to get day jobs eventually. You got a janitor now. You got and, uh, Michael Myers had to go work at a Chick Fil A or a. He had the jumpsuit. They have to be too. really good at cardio. 
Yeah. But what I was yeah, I was going to point out on the action movie front was the scene in Commando. There is a total like switch Jason in the place of Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's in the tool shed throwing the circle saw blade at the dude and cutting his head off, chopping the other guy's arm off with a machete, D- stabbing out with- of the yeah, swings out of the top of it and hits him with a in the chest with an axe. And, with an axe, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's an action movie. Yeah, and all is. you got to do is change, put a hockey put mask, a mask on, on Schwarzenegger and let him go to town. But instead of killing kids, he's killing bad guys. Yeah, that, that's the only difference. Yep. Well, what we're gonna do now? Let's get into as everyone can see on the title. I wanted to come up with a movie that kind of blended the two, and there's quite a few movies out there that are horror and action movie related. This one goes a little bit deeper for us. We started the Give Me Back My Action Movie show on a Chuck Norris canon film. I kind of wanted to start the horror one in the same vein, so it just made sense to do a Chuck Norris canon horror action movie. And believe it or not, there's like three that we could pick from. Uh, Most people know Silent Rage, um, The uh, Hero and the Terror, both excellent movies. But one that stuck out to us, and for some odd reason, none of us had seen. I, I'm going to go on record saying I no, have I, not. I didn't even, I didn't even heard of it. Definitely have never seen it. <laughs> I, I, I know I've seen the cover, because the cover looks like the cover of Hitman, with also has Chuck Norris. They're almost identical. But we had, none of us had ever seen Hellbound. And when I read the description, Chuck Norris fights a demon from hell who's on a mission for Satan. I was sold. Then the final nail in the coffin was this is the last canon movie ever produced by the company. So it was the final nail in the coffin. <laughs> it really was. Literally. So it just made perfect sense to do this crossover episode of sorts, Chuck Norris and Hellbound. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the trailer and we're going to start dissecting this um Oh, I don't even know what we should call this movie, but we'll wait till after the trailer at least. In the name of fear, hate, and destruction, I prepare to anoint my spirit with this royal blood forged in the fires of hell. So, Reinhardt, do you think to deny my Vanished from the sight of man. Now, he has crossed into our world to reclaim his power. I know what you are, and I know why you are here. Chuck Norris is Shatter, bound to uncover more than a secret. Please. The man that was murdered last night on Polanski Street was a rabbi. There's eight dead bodies in here. Eight holy men. Bound to bring back more than a killer. According to the myth, the scepter was broken into nine sections. What kind of man kills like this? Well, no soon enough. Bound to face the most terrifying enemy he has ever known. The scepter is the key to the gates of hell. Who was it that ripped the heart 
right out of his chest. Have you any idea who I am? Let me introduce myself. Welcome to hell. Chuck Norris, Hellbound. I was sold on that tr- on this movie the second I played that trailer. What uh, a trailer! Oh my god, trailer voice guy, Chuck Norris and a demon, and what more could you ask for? Welcome to hell. Like can you get that like <laughs> venom? Like yeah. Can can I just uh, express that I love the fact that his name is Shatter? Oh, the oh best yeah. action because... movie name ever. <laughs> Every time they would say, it, I'm like. <laughs> he took a shat. He's a shatter. Frank Shatter. And then his yeah. partner's just Jackson. What a like token partner name. I called him Axon Jackson Light the entire time I watched it with Jackie. <laughs> it was hard for me to remember because the actor that, that's in that, uh, that plays Jackson, is uh, Calvin Levels, and he is from Adventures in Babysitting. Yep. Yeah. So every time I'd see him, I was just, I was trying to like go on. What's the adventure from babysitting pimp killer guy that was trying to jack the car dude? What's he doing in this movie? Um, but I think he was asking himself that the entire time he was filming this movie. He's like, this is a long way from Cleveland, Ohio. What am I doing here? (laughs) Yeah. I, I like to think that he was doing this movie halfway through. He went, what the, well, it's a paycheck. Yeah. I'll do this. Oh, it was a paycheck. Ah. Uh, yeah, it was, was probably like, the Chuck last Norris paycheck is... that uh, Cannon signed off to, as a matter of fact. Uh, more, yeah, uh, I'd say that's correct, sir. <laughs> I definitely would say that's correct. Uh, but uh, yeah, this al- is also known for playing the head of Jamal in Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag. So for uh, other fans out there, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I mean, it's I've, been years. I have vague memories of that movie. Yeah, well, Pesci and a bunch of heads. I mean, you can't. Yeah. There was eight in that bag, though, right? Yeah, yeah. pretty sure there was Has eight. To be. Unlike yeah, the man. the nine holy men that had to die in this movie, eight names, great. eight holy men. So, yep. anyway, yeah, that's the trailer for for Hellbound. And again, like I said, Charlie brought this up. I'm like, I've never even heard of this movie. I don't, I don't know what it is. When Charlie and, brought uh, it up to me, like, I want to do Hellbound. I was like, oh, cool, we're gonna do Hellraiser two. He's like, no, we're going to do Chuck Norris. And I was like, I don't remember Chuck Norris being in Hellraiser 2, but that sounds cool. <laughs> I know. I was like, Hellraiser, Lemmy, Motorhead. I could play Motorhead. Okay, yeah, I'm Look, okay with this. Isn't it? No, that's not right. Mm. You guys are not wrong because anytime you try to research this movie, Google goes, were you talking about Hellraiser 2, Hellbound Heart? No, I wasn't. I was talking about Chuck Norris, Hellbound. Um, but yeah, I mean, not a lot out there, and what I did find, right in line with what we're going to say about this movie. We haven't really talked about our feelings about this movie yet. Obviously, you can tell right. I'm excited because it was fun. This movie was a blast to watch. Um, it's not good in the sense of an action movie, but it was a, an absolute blast and I spent $5 on Amazon to buy it. And I'm not upset that I did. Uh, By the way, at the time <laughs> of this drop and this release, you can watch it free on YouTube. If you look it up, cause that's how I consumed it. <laughs> I had Which, already spent the $5, but, and I was going to yell at Charlie. Like I want my $2 back cause I was going to rent it. 
And I was like, all right, I'll spend the extra three. And I was like, I'm cool with that. I, no, I I'm not upset. It's uh, in the collection what? now, man. It's in the yeah, collection. Yeah, I, I watched I'll hit you with the, the, the synopsis here real quick in a, in a minute. But I, I watched yeah. it. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to hate this movie. I'm going to hate this movie. I'm going to hate this I, movie. I and, knew. And you know what? I and knew. I'm watching it. And I thought about it earlier today. And I'm sitting there going, I can't hate this movie. I no. wanted to hate this movie. But I can't. Um, it's the it's the beauty of canon. I mean, that, don't get me that, wrong. It's 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 the drizzling shits in a lot of ways. But Jackson cracks me up. He just wants to eat. he just wants to eat. I just feed the that's guy. All something. That's all that man Please. wanted to do. <laughs> Chuck Norris he, made sure that he did not get to eat. He cracked oh. me up. Chuck had some of his classic Chuck lines. Um yeah, Chuck Swagger in this and, movie. And, and remind me, remind me. I'll I'll talk to you about how I feel about Chuck uh, after yeah. watching this film. Um, but you know, I watched it. And I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, there's some really bad choices in this movie." But at the end of the day, I was like, "But I watched it." And went, I, but I didn't hate watching this. So you know, yes, there are some bad choices. But when you really look at the movie you can tell there were some choices made for a reason and why they made it. And we'll get into that more too, because as I'm watching this, I'm watching this with Jackie and I'll have to get into the story with her because this was just gleeful punishment for me to her is listening to her watch this movie. But um, let's uh, let's see. Should I, should I read the opening crawl before the synopsis? Yeah. Yeah. So let's do that. Yeah, this movie has an opening crawl a la the the Holy Trilogy and the subsequent uh six films. And just say uh, Star Wars, dude. We all know yeah, what dude. the crawl is. Yeah. And it's it's got the that, crawl, so it's got yeah. the crawl with like generic music from the omen. So oh, yeah. you get Star Wars and the Omen together. I try, you know, I try to play a little bit of music from the movies uh, like towards the end of the show. I tried to look it up and there was an unreleased song by George S. Clinton. I saw that he did the music for this. I was going to try to get it, but I was like, nah, I'm not playing this. It was just, no. it sounded like generic 80s fake horror crap music that you'd have on cassette that you'd have got at Spencer's. So in my mind, when I'm watching it, I'm trying to put like uh, James Earl Jones's voice over it as I'm reading it, like from Conan and just, just hopefully there was this booming, ominous voice reading it. No, no, they save that for the end of the yes. movie. Yep. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to read you guys. To save anyone the pain of actually watching this movie, I will read it to you. <clears throat> the legend says, When time began, the soul of darkness was thrust into the depths. Its evil split from the light of humanity to be called forth in times of weakness and despair. Satan's emissary, Prosantos, would prowl the earth, searing all before him with fire and blood. From the west, a shining knight, beneath the banner of the lion, would come to vanquish and bind him until the chains and holy seals were broken by simple greed-driven he didn't burn a single some bitch in this movie. Not that we saw. He didn't yeah, see I mean, anybody. I, I also scene. like how the 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 like this is like the the prophecy 
It includes the two dudes that try to steal all the golden daggers at the end <laughs> when yeah. they release him. Like they got that specific on the prophecy, they couldn't have thought ahead. Going, this may be not not the best locking system to keep a demon, you know, buried. Would have been fine if those guys wouldn't have tried to steal the daggers, because <laughs> you know he hadn't gotten it out from the King Richard Crusade era to 1950s yeah and that's literally what it was we were watching king richard are you sure you guys not doing the horror movie already you guys that heard was, that that was you legit heard that. Thunder. You heard that. yeah that yeah. that came from outside no doubt no doubt that was eerie too uh, <laughs> good timing. Good timing. Uh, you summon Prosantos. I did. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> you say it one more time. He shows up in your mirror like Candyman. Yeah, don't say. Don't it. say it again. <laughs> it's five times for Candyman. Beetlejuice is three. Uh, let's. It's Steven one. Seagal. <laughs> oh, no. no, we're not doing that again. Dan, you want to run us through the very fast and simple synopsis of this movie? Very simple synopsis of the movie. Okay, so it starts off with. Uh, Prosecco, he's trying to kill this baby so he can go back to hell and hang out with Satan, who is not yet cuddled up with Saddam. Baby of royal blood. Yeah, yes, a royal baby. That's important. So he's trying to pull a, uh, a Vigo on a baby, but the baby has to be royal. So King Richard, the Lionhearted, shows up with his Knights Templar and a priest and some archers and some other guys from the renaissance festival and they know where to go to catch this dude so evidently the evidently evidently this child was the prince of uh king richard's son i don't know who that prince is i didn't study history so they get to the guy they can't get through the gate the the uh portcullis to get to prosantos and as he's trying to jab the baby and kill it and and soak the scepter with the royal blood See, every time I say the name, it does it. I'm not saying the name anymore. Stop it. I know. So they shoot him with some some arrows. They go in, they stop him or whatever. So they end up stopping this ritual and 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 putting him in a, a sarcophagus, sealing it with four daggers, and then Richard breaks the scepter into nine bits. Yeah, there's a scepter apparently that's in Correct. So. The scepter is then hidden in nine different holy locations and guarded by holy men. And we're okay until the 1950s and grave robbers show up. Now they get in there, they pull the daggers, they're rich. They open the sarcophagus. One dude gets down into the box, which was kind of cool. It was actually really cool. Uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Dude, I knew it was going to happen. He's like, I'm going to reach in there. I'm like, you're getting ready to get. And he did. A hand goes through his chest, sir. A hand. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah. Reverse chest burster. So uh, then we fast forward to as they called it modern times, which was actually 1994 or two. And no, uh, 1980, because it was 30 years. Wasn't it? Was it? I thought it was in like in the nineties when this was supposed to be done. Uh, re- it was released in 90. It was released or made in 92 and it said present day. So I always, I assumed it was in the nineties. It, it 90s. might be. I may just be reading more into it. Not that it really The matters. Chicago Bulls won the, the championship during it. So if anyone wants to look and see when the Bulls won, no, we could that would be that 90s. Out, but that would be 90s. Yeah. So uh, we fast forward to that in Chicago and uh, uh, street cops, Sergeant Shatter, played by Chuck Norris, and Jackson, who's a detective, his partner, they are hunting down pimps and hookers and such. 
Well, we see Prasantos is now in a hotel with uh, a chick and she falls on the car and now they have to go figure out what the hell is going on. I know it didn't thunder that time, did it? Just now did. Did I didn't hear it. <laughs> Stop <laughs> saying the name. Okay, so they go after this dude because they're trying they the, the they're trying to figure out what's all going on, everything else. And they go in and, and beat up a pimp and they find out what's going on. They kind of get stumbled into this and then they find a dead rabbi that the dude who I won't say his name killed because he's trying to get all these scepter pieces back. And then after all this is going on, now the Israeli police wants to question those two guys. Chuck so and his to, partner. Yep. So they have to go to Israel now to deal with that. And while they're over there, they end up being slung into this whole fight a demon from hell thing now. And they uh, hook up with him, who's who's the guy, the bad guy. I'm not going to say his name again. Uh, he was uh, gallivanting around as a professor, kind of like a Highlander being an antiques dealer. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, he was Highlander, on an archaeological dig and all yeah, this. The I Highlander's like, I'm an... Uh, 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 <laughs> I heard that thunder that time. The Highlander's like, I'm an uh, uh, antiques dealer. No, dude, you bought that shit yourself because you're 400 years old, so don't start that. Same kind of thing with this dude as a professor. Yeah. He's like, I know all this stuff because you lived it. So anyway, he's doing that so we can try to find the temple and the 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 the, the scepter and get back to hell again and hang out with Satan. Um, mostly because I think he wanted to hang out with little Nikki. So Popeye's chicken is a shit. It's match. <laughs> so while they're doing that, they run into um basically Aladdin because it was this little kid from the Middle East that keeps stealing wallets. And they deal with that, and then they find out that uh, the dude's uh, assistant is actually, uh, her dad was a duke, so she's royal blood. Come to find out, he was just trying to get the scepter back, stab her, go back to hell, hang out. Chuck Norris and Jackson figure it out. They go stop him, kick him a bunch of times, don't really hurt him. He throws Jackson all over the place, disappears, reappears, disappears, reappears. And finally, the chick goes, oh, I got to stab him with this thing. Chuck grabs the scepter, throws it through his chest, and he explodes. Yep, there you go. And then they go back to Chicago. Yep. Perfect synopsis. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. (laughs) We even had thunder sound effects during your synopsis. Mm -hmm. I thought that was fantastic. That's what we bring to this episode. And the Bulls, like I said, won the championship. And the Bulls won this championship. Yes, Yes. they did. One thing Uh, I wanted to point out was with pro Satan Oss. uh, That way we could just say his name like that. He's an operating system who's pro Satan. Yeah, yeah, the big P. Yeah. Um, did you notice that he works? He looks exactly like Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, like with just goat eyes. I I thought he looked like maybe a younger version of the bad guy uh, killer dude from Last Action I, Hero. Well, I thought he looked the dude like in the raincoat. I thought yeah. he looked like the cousin from the alien on I Come from Peace. I come in peace. I thought he just looked like a child toucher because he was creepy looking. No makeup. I mean, no prosthetics or anything. No, he probably needed some makeup then. Yeah, that's just his face. That was this dude's face. And I could tell like they did like around his um, like jaw lines and stuff like that to kind of really give some definition to his face. Mm -hmm. But the dude's a flipping giant. He had that really long hair but the receding bald head on top which was for some reason every bad guy in the 80s and 90s it seemed like the yeah. al leong haircut without the fu manchu no, you know so, so you, you <laughs> had that 
but man, I love him as a bad guy in this. He was I, so yeah. So I liked him as a bad guy, and then they had to do the voice. Where, oh, bro, I'm a demon voice, and I'm like, <laughs> all right. And then they put the contacts in, and he had the weird goat eye things, and I was like, and I love how it was. It could just be the creepy dude. The creepy dude was creepy. Like there's no way he could see. He'd be talking. He hated that. He'd be talking to somebody all normal. But then guess what? I'm a demon. Be surprised <laughs> oh, and <yeah>. scared. <laughs> the demon, Chuck Norris. <laughs> Hi, Chuck. How you? No, I'm a demon. It's like I'm actually an archaeologist. I didn't want to be a demon. I wanted to do this as a side gig, but no, Satan wanted me to do this instead. I told my mom, this is what I really wanted to do, but she said, get a job, we could pay the bills, so I went to archaeology school. Oh my god, man. This... What I really wanted to do is just stab holy people and take their scepter pieces from them. I'm actually into arts and crafts. Uh, and I, I also do hair on the side. <laughs> I have a wicked skullet. That's yeah, what it was. It. He had yeah. the skullet. I can do your taxes for you. No, you you had the Chuck Norris mullet and the skullet. And can we can we talk about Chuck Norris and his Miami Vice vibe this oh, okay. entire movie? Oh, so dude. when they're in Israel, they have to go talk to ready. The, he, yeah, he, he knows. <laughs> they go to Israel and they have to talk to the police chief, and they get and they're and they're told first of all the driver's shitty, and Top Gun, sir. <laughs> top top gun. gun. I like Shh. that movie. That's what so, shitty means. Shitty means Top Gun. Shitty Did you mean, notice yeah, that they recreated the told driving guys scene from Wayne's World? Yeah, that was that was good. <laughs> so they uh, so they they do that, but he has to go see the captain, and he's getting dressed up, and he looks like he's Tubbs or Sonny from Miami Vice. <laughs> yeah, and they even made some comments about. It. But yeah, he's the total early '90s outfits with the jackets and the and I. It's, it's like a sport wreck, jacket. Man. He had the the slacks with the pleat. You know, train. That, that, that perfect Wreck. line running down. Nate, you have notes. Please, sir, tell us Chuck your notes. Chuck Norris brought fashion to Israel. He did indeed. <laughs> he did. Um, he did. I'm fairly certain there's a denim jacket he wears in this that I literally just bought like last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. No one, yeah, that I intend to right customize. I was like, ah, Chuck Norris already beat me to it. You got he a new awesome hellbound jacket now. <laughs> Amazing dad jeans in this. Yep. You need to cosplay as Chuck Norris from Hellbound now. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> go to Whorehound and do that. That's all. I'll go to Whorehound Weekend as Chuck Norris from Hellbound. And everyone's going to be very come up from, Have Charlie come up from Tennessee and he can shave his beard and just have the skull and he can be walking around going, I'm a demon. And you can kick him and he can just and look go, at you. And, I'm a bad cop. I'm in. Are we doing bad cop, good cop? Dude. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm, I don't even know where to really start. Like, we just did well, the synopsis. All right, let's, let's just okay. Let's let's kind of say, uh, movie was filmed in '92 and shelves until '94, where it came out direct on video because this is the last of the Canon films. Yep. Um, it was the release date. Ah, let me try it again. The release date was March 18th, uh, 1994, and it says Portugal. So I guess they went to Portugal first. Maybe so whoever got the distribution there. rights. I mean, you're talking Canon. Yeah. It's whoever yeah, paid right. to see it first. Exactly. So, uh. The thing about this movie that I kind of like, though, that is is really cool is part of the cast, um, uh, of course, um, the bad guy, Prosecco, because um, I'm not going to say it. I don't want to thunder your stuff again. He also goes by Lockley. His, yeah. his his human name, as he's the professor, is Lockley. Yeah. 
uh christopher uh name i guess nimi any ame yeah, uh, name. Yeah, something he's like not going to come yeah. after me. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Calvin levels as Cal uh, as Calvin because it's yep. canon. So someone has to have their first name as their real name. Yep, that's a canon trope. And Leslie, the princess, Lockley's um, assistant, is Cherie J. Wilson. And now, when you watch this movie, mm-hmm. she you know where I'm going with this. I know exactly looks, where you're going. She oh, looks yes. very familiar, and she looks very familiar standing next to Chuck Norris for a reason. Because I'm point, I, I her face popped up, and I went, "Oh, it's her!" And Jackie's looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Look," and she goes, "I know that face. Why does it look mm-hmm. so familiar?" And I'm like, "Think about it. Her and Chuck, Nate. a lot, lot of screen time. Nate, Nate knows." Nate. No, I know. And Walker, Walker Texas, Texas Ranger. Ranger. Oh, that's yeah. right. She She's is the Alex. female lead in and Walker Texas Ranger. Yep. So uh, that to me is actually kind of one of my favorite um, bits about this movie when it comes to the cast members of the film. Nate, you being the I guess guest on this particular podcast, even though now you're part of the family. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> Nate, I'm going to, I'll throw it to you. Who, what was the, the character or the actor or the, the bit in this that made you kind of go, Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, cause Chuck, obviously Chuck's in there, but like, who did you kind of focus? Did you focus on any one particular person and went, you know, I really kind of like this person. I'd like to see him in more, or I know who that is, or, you know, what have you. It was definitely pro Satan operating system. That dude was awesome. <laughs> like everything, he, every part he was in after he rips the chest, like gets the hand through the chest. He instantly hooks up with a prostitute. Who oh, that was, was like, so funny. Morally dubbed. Oh my, oh my God. Was it not? Yeah. Yeah. She Why was did so, they like, dub? Was Anna. she that bad? Cause they made her annoying just yeah. in the dub. She was worse than the, than the, the chick from under siege. Yeah. Uh, Well, (laughs) since you brought that up, that is the perfect in line for Jackie watching this because she is mocking this poor actress Mm -hmm. the entire time. Anytime she said something or giggled, Jackie's doing the same thing. (laughs) And she's like, God, I hope she dies. Just all this whole thing, just ragging on this poor girl who's just starting her acting career. There were two reasons why she was in the movie. You didn't see them. Well, I, there's no nudity in this movie. I'm sorry, Jackie, because when she landed on the the car, they said she was still alive. So I don't know if she finally gave in at the hospital, but, um, Uh, I broke it to her that she didn't actually die when I did the body count. for this. Yes. We're, we're real sorry about that. But, um, talking about, uh, the actor that played him again, uh, Christopher, uh, Nemi, N E A M E, whatever, however you pronounce that. Known also for some of the other movies uh, in The Prestige, License to Kill, and he was the Mater D in Ghostbusters Two. Vaguely remember it. I mean, I kind of yeah. When, when the they guys, mean... well, I think it's when the guys uh, after they went through the River of Slime and showed up to go get Pete and uh, Pete Dana. And Dana were having dinner, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. the part I thought it was. I didn't yeah, go I back had to and Google look. it, and I couldn't even yep. find like an image of it. So I'm like, all right, he must have been just like a background dude at some that point. or it hit the cutting room mm-hmm. floor, but he was yeah. still credited. I mean, but he did a lot of he did a lot of sci-fi TV stuff too, like a lot of Doctor Who's, a lot, a couple of the different Star Trek uh, franchises. 
uh, things like that as well. So, right. and then a, a ton of the early nineties, um, TV shows, uh, murder, she wrote Jag sliders, Babylon five, a, a ton of things like that as well. So as a bad MacGyver, guy, I would hope that this dude had to hopefully. be a bad guy and everything. I can't did. picture this man yeah. ever playing a good person. Nope. He was in, uh, four episodes of, uh, MacGyver. That's awesome. He had to be a bad yeah. guy then. I hope he tried to blow up MacGyver. Oh, Everybody you know did. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, so, yeah. see who wrote this movie and what else I, he's made? I did. Are you talking about Brent Freeman? Yes, Freeman, the man yep. responsible for Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And the Crow Stairway to Heaven TV series. This is better than all of that. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. I'm going on oh, record yeah. that this movie is better than all that. But then... Yeah. The dude wrote like 11 episodes for the Clone Wars, which I'm currently watching, and is phenomenal. So Fantastic. I don't, maybe he wrote 11 bad episodes. He he wrote some episodes for Enterprise and Twilight Zone, you know, and then he wrote a bunch of video game stuff like Command and Conquer 3 and Halo 4 and uh, Tales of the Borderlands. And, and uh, he did, he did, he wrote episodes for Rebels, even, dude. Yeah, it's got to suck, though, to be the guy that got offered the right the for Command & Conquer 3 because you're the dude that's being offered the right for a game that no one's going to play. <laughs> yeah, I know. Command & Conquer 3 was horrible. <laughs> I, I'm just upset that you guys are uh, glazing over the most important background person in this movie, and that's the director. Well, oh. yes. So The man yeah, responsible we're... for sidekicks. The man responsible Don't for Braddock missing in action three. Bad about sidekicks or Braddock. From okay, Jim. so Aaron Norris, Chuck's brother, directed these these movies. Yes, and if you look at his directorial, uh, I'll, I'll, his directorial resume is all Chuck Norris projects because no one else wants that dipshit to direct anything because he directed sidekicks and Braddock missing in action three and Delta force two. So basically they're like, Hey, Braddock uh, missing in action was great. Yeah. Let's make a third one. No one wants to make a third one. It's going to suck. Well, give it to Norris. Who cares? Hey, Delta force one was amazing. Delta force two again, Norris. We don't care. It's going to be dog shit. They just give it to Norris at that point. That is, is, is he only did four episodes of Tex Walker Texas Ranger? They were like, we're not giving you any more than that. I like Top it. Dog. He I, did I, Top Dog. I was I gonna like say it. you forgot Top Dog. You know, <laughs> I, one of the mini classic cop with a dog. I've liked every movie you've listed, and I'm I'm wondering where all of this contention's coming from. Because, because I, out I of really the, enjoy those movies. Out of the missing in action movies, Braddock. Braddock. I like Braddock. Braddock was the Smoky and Bandit three of the Smoky and ba- of the ba- you know Smoky and Bandit three is the Bandit exactly like that's what Braddock missing in action three was. Now I've never seen the Hitman, but the cover alone is amazing because he's got like this over the under barrel like double barrel sawed off. You yeah. never see that. You usually see the classic Mad Max like sawed off. Not this one, and he's no. one handing it, so it's got to be incredible. Oh, yeah, he'd take care of business with that gun. There's a reason we love Chuck here at Give Me Back My Action Movies, and the reason why we love canon. His brother, maybe not so much, but yes, Chuck is, you know. I don't know if you guys... Chuck is who we were raised with, man. I don't know if you made it through, like, all the credits like I did, but uh, his son was also stunt coordinator. 
in this. Oh, very cool. An- oh, another Norris was uh, involved. So there's three of them running around. But oh, that's, that's really cool. So that's how do you I, think that Aaron Norris directs Chuck? Like, hey, I just want you to go over there and like. Kick okay. That. Well, now that you say that, that kind of opens him. us. Kick him again. Uh, no. Nah. Let let's let's play one of our drops, Dan. Let's uh Which one you want, Bob? Tough guy. This tough is guy. quintessential Chuck Norris in this movie. You don't need that. I don't need it to kick your ass. Is that right, tough guy? You're really that tough? Let's see. It hit me. Come on. Hit me, tough guy. Come on. Let's see how tough you really are. You call that a hit? That's a hit. <laughs> I love Jackson arresting the pimp in the background. It's so good. <laughs> they're, they're breaking up a pimp, slapping around uh, his hooker. And this is the tough guy that's like keeping watch. And th- there's a lot of pauses, but what you're hearing is Chuck goading him into hitting him. So he's pushing him up against the car. And he finally hits him, and you get that classic Chuck took a punch and turned his head and then slowly turned back to look at him. You call that a hit? And then uppercuts him up in the air and he lands on the trunk of the car and rolls off. I and like all you need to punch this man. <laughs> he uh, he doesn't move his body at all. Like nope. his legs are planted, his nope. waist is not moving. So it's literally just like he unlocked the super punch ability. What what we didn't see man. what they cut out was he unzipped his pants. And then, boom, <laughs> the guy went flying. <laughs> that might have been what it is. I, it what I love Norse. is the, the classic canon fake punch noises in this oh movie are all there. Jackie would not stop. She goes, the sound effects, the sound effects. Why are they doing that? I said, it's canon. It's, yeah. Just uh, the worst. And the poor girl that gets dubbed over, she is just cackling at this poor girl because they dubbed her over. She's wearing lingerie. After she had sex with a demon, apparently, and she's trying to get him to talk to her. And then she gets chucked out of a window, which she's like cheering the entire time. Like, yes. <laughs> so I didn't hear that Chuck said she lived because Jackie's cheering in the background the whole time. <laughs> did you hear when she hit the ground and, and they realized she was, they lived. Did you hear this? Medic! <laughs> no, but we probably needed him. <laughs> um, well, Jackson they did, did say call Jackson an ambulance. Call yeah, he does call in. Uh, let's go along with the drop we just heard. Um, this yeah. was before. The, so they're like I said, they were in the mean streets of of Chicago and dealing with uh, the scum and villainy that um, thrive in that city. And they were looking for a drug dealer, essentially. So I will play the the drop of Chuck um, trying to get information about a drug dealer. Who's your supplier? You gotta do this, you're a cop! Yeah? Watch this, you little piece of shit. Shut up! Don't shoot him, man! Don't shoot him! Please. Okay. All right. You little scum. Shut up! Let me talk to him, man. Just let me talk to him. 
Okay, wait a minute. I have to hear so I have to hear this one more time because I think I just caught something. Hold on. Okay, okay. Who's your supplier? Fake punch, yeah. Yep. You gotta do this, you're a cop! Yeah? Watch this, you little piece of shit. Chuck, don't shoot him, man. Don't shoot him. Does he call him Chuck just then? Oh. I didn't hear rewind that. Yeah, <laughs> play it again. Play it again. Who's your supplier? You gotta do this, you're a cop! Yeah? Watch this, you little piece of shit. Chuck, don't shoot him, man. Don't shoot him. Please. That is either him <laughs> saying Chuck or say, trying to say shatter real fast. But I'm going to go with Chuck. Yeah, I think totally he said Chuck. Chuck. Oh my God, that's great. That's Come even on, better. Calvin. Bring your A game to hell. Okay, out. so first of all, you get the. Whoosh, yeah. And then you get Chuck Norris, you little piece of shit, which I think at that point he was probably looking at, at, uh, at his brother when he was saying that. <laughs> Bring a little piece of shit. No, just do whatever you want, Chuck. Just do because whatever you it was, want. It was so. Vis- That's the best acting Chuck Norris has ever produced in his oh, life. Oh yeah, he came out swinging. Right this this is out of the gate how we're introduced to the character too. So we had the medieval part yeah. with King Richard, and it cuts to it says present day Chicago, and you see this dude go flying out of a door, and Chuck Norris threatened to kill him. That was the beginning of this. It was just so freaking awesome, man. Uh, it was it was really good. But you know what? It, looking back at some of the '80s, '90s action flicks, as we do on this show, mm. Chuck was probably the worst of the bad cops. Because yeah. like Tango, Tango and Cash, great bad cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know Schwarzenegger being a bad cop. You know, kind of in Commando, even you know, awesome. Well, it's because cop in that, but you know, you know what Chuck, I mean. But like Chuck is just such a good. He, no, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck can't emote. <laughs> if you've if you've watched his movies, it's always the same tone. He says everything in the exact same type of he, tone. He's a cooler Steven Seagal. He really is. Seagal, I'm Steven Seagal. No, that's two now. I, I'm Chuck <laughs> Norris. Don't, don't. If he comes Stop. through my hey, flipping door again. I'm Chuck Norris now. It's the same thing. It, it, I watched this, and as much as I love Chuck because he's part of my childhood and, and, and everything else, I watched it going, he's not a great actor. He's No. He's no. Nope. And I'm, I'm going to be the broken record again. We don't watch action movies for great acting. Sometimes the, we don't even no. watch it for great storytelling. <laughs> yes. I mean, honestly, there are some that there are some that have that in, yes. element in there. But I'm sitting there, and and honestly, I never thought about Chuck Norris being a crap actor until I watched this movie and went, "Did he just not? Was he just like maybe maybe he was phoning this one in because he knew it was towards the end or something?" Because like there are elements of Chuck Norris and his films where he does a better job of acting than he does did he? in this. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, so. I'm being honest here because yeah, I think so. I think he did a better job in Delta Force. I don't think it. Was I think still- he sounds the exact same. I, I don't. He doesn't emote any emotion, even when Bobby dies, or not Bob, <sighs> Bobby, but uh, uh, yeah, you know who I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid, uh, God. I think yeah, it's Scott. Like, a, a butch. No, he's, well, growing sure up. 
Was it, we yeah. see it, yeah. and we're just like, oh, yeah, this is just a total badass doing badass things. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. You just don't even focus on that. Then as you get older, especially when you revisit some of these, you're like, oh, well, yeah, Chuck, Chuck did not. <laughs> his acting prowess did not hold up to the test. No. I mean, the movies I, are still fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I wanted to hate this and didn't. If I was just watching this for fun, this I, I wouldn't be breaking it down like this for a show. Right. You know, so I wouldn't even be. I would have been like, this is flipping awesome, just like I was the first time. I've watched it three times now because that's what <laughs> I do. I watched it last night for the first time. I've already seen it three times. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to to get the body count. We'll get into that later. But um, no, when I have to stop and look back and. I'll, I'll go ahead and say I listen to a lot of other action movie podcasts and there's a lot of great ones out there. I'm friends with most of them. Not all of them like Delta Force. There's some of them that are like consider it the worst movie ever made. And it gets like, you know, one or two stars. We were upper fours when we rated it. And uh, yes, it's nostalgia heavy, but we love it. And we love Chuck Norris because of that. I love, I love Delta Force too. I, I I think it's a fun movie to watch. I wish they would have done more along what the first one did, or maybe named it something else, not to give it the prestige of Delta Force, but yeah, like DEA Force or something. Yeah, because they were essentially DEA in that. They were yeah. just working for him. But same type of act. His best friend dies in that movie, and he talks the exact same. His 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 angry voice is the same as his sexy voice because he tries that in this movie with uh, Leslie, you know, the girl. It's Alex from Texas Walker or Walker Texas Ranger. <laughs> he, he did look. Be he fair. did emote in dodgeball when he put the thumbs up. Yeah, that was yeah. a physical emote, but he would have been like, "Good job, guys. Yeah, you got this, probably, guys." <laughs> I'll have the same tone when like when Dan dies. I'll be like, "Yep, there he goes." Well, I got, I got dark yeah. fast. <laughs> no, I don't expect any of you assholes to show up. So <laughs> he's already the co-host on one show, and he's just trying to get that foot in the door on the second show, huh? I know, yeah. right? <laughs> hey, <that's good>. yeah. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, all right. Let on that note, let's take a commercial break, shall we, guys? I think it's a good time for commercial. That yeah. way, I can I can mute this. I can call Nate a son of a bitch, and uh, <laughs> when we come back. We will uh, continue to talk about uh, Hellbound, not Hellraiser. Nope. Nope. And uh, we will play a few more drops and get into the bits that everyone wants to hear on Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stomp Down where twice a month we review monster movies from all corners of the planet. Join me, Sludge. And I was, went to watch it the other night, and she's like, why are you watching this? You can quote this movie line for line. That's very accurate. My co-host, Mark. Don't ask me to, to do a stomp down on this, because it's zero. <laughs> okay, dude. Ruben, what's your stomp down rate? And our brother from Texas, Ruben. It, it's just, I'm like, wait a minute, dude. They tricked me into watching this. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I felt like. like. As we give you the history, our review, and the stomp-down rating of some of the best and worst monster movies around. Available through the Podbean app, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Amazon. Make sure and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just how drunk are we going to get? 
Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Killboy Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f- that up. <laughs> Try that again. As we drag Kathleen. Hear me. Kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his times in the territories with PG-13 to his times in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major podcast formats. All right, everyone, welcome back to Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast, talking about Hellbound with Charlie and Nate. Charlie, I'm going to go ahead and hand it back over to you, buddy. I I know we just heard some commercials, and I'm Mm -hmm. reminded that uh, we have Pete as one of our commercials with Good Beer, Bad Movie. I really want them to do this movie now. I want to hear what they say about (laughs) Hellbound and how badly Kathleen will hate them all. And uh, for making her sit through this, because it, it, this would be perfect. pretty bad. She would yeah. be so upset with that. She would be. She and, doesn't uh, like blood either. I know. No, that from like listening. To the she podcast. doesn't like that, and she will rail on the prostitute just as hard as Jackie did in that whole part too. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But um, uh, what was I was going to say? Something. You know. Um. Oh. I, well, you why don't you gather your thoughts real quick, Ooh. and let's talk about the first time that Chuck runs into. Um, uh, don't say uh, his name. Uh, okay. That the, guy, the, the operating system. Yeah. The, the bad guy, the demon, the, the demon. No, uh, not Gene Simmons. See what I did there? Oh, Nate, put your tongue away. <laughs> no. no, are you two no, in the no. same room? <laughs> no, now I know why you have a live in roommate. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, uh, yes, this is where the, the, the hooker got thrown out the window. Yep. And Chuck goes to meet up with the bad guy demon. Guy. Yeah, he the, runs up the, the stairs the emissary. to the to the apartment or whatever it was. The guy right, was and it's yeah. all dark, and because ninety percent of this movie is in the dark. And um, I guess they didn't want to pay for lighting. They were well, broke. and we've just watched him try to do the deal with the rabbi for part of the scepter. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a guy kind of brokering the deal, and it's fake. And the rabbi is there to kill the demon, stabs him with one of the daggers. It doesn't kill him. And the demon rips out the um, rabbi's heart. Yeah. Quite yeah. graphically. So oh, yeah. that's kind of a good setup for this because we didn't. <laughs> and, by, and by the way, the heart is that real classic fake. Oh, my God. 80s, 90s fake heart with the tube yeah. on it. The, it's there's so like good. four or five tubes off the top and it looks mm-hmm. like a horse heart. It's like there's no, no way that came huge. out of a dude's body. No, it's the size. It of came out of a head. rabbi's body. <laughs> a rabbi. Yeah, so exactly. But at that point, that's when Chuck Norris storms into the room. 
Police. Step onto the light. Leave now. And I'll let you live. You're all hard, buddy. Speaking of hearts. Yeah. He throws the heart at him. We had to lead up to that because otherwise it makes yeah. no sense why he said no. that. But so so after after he deals with him and he leaves, he escapes or whatever, Jackson shows up. Oh shit! His heart's gone! No, it isn't. It's right there. Holy shit! Ah! I love Jackson. I lost <laughs> it watching that movie last night. I was in tears. I was not yeah. expect that was Chuck Norris in comedy. No, it's not. It's right there. That oh my god, I was he, not he, expecting he, it. He runs up and he he sees the rabbi dead under the thing, and that's where he freaks out. He's like, "The heart's got no, it's not. It's right there." This is the Chuck Norris that I love from my favorite Chuck Norris movie, Firewalker. Yeah. Now that one may be a little bit different of a type of Chuck because he went more adventure he, he, comedy based on that. Is, he he actually does emote in that some. Yeah, more. Uh, you're right. That is one that I can I, say he does. Nate have, you, Nate, have you ever seen Firewalker? I have not seen Firewalker. Oh, oh it's him and Louis Gossett Jr. on a Indiana Jones, Alan Quartermain style adventure. Totally, it's not oh, your boy. like quintessential action movie, but it's it's great. I also love in this so line. Good. Chuck drops the line that he got his ass kicked by this dude. He never really ever admits that, yeah. you know, Chuck always wins, but he goes, you didn't just get your ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. yeah but exactly. You know what? Chuck introduced that demon, the bullets. And I want to know what it's like. If you're a demon that gets shot for the first time, what you're thinking. Probably, I, I, I mean, ow. <laughs> it's like, cause he did like 1100 he did. AD. So he like did, he took he a couple to the, the chest. Bow. Yeah, he backed off when he hit him with him, but he, oh, he just flew kept backwards when he yeah, got yeah. hit. Yeah, and I love the 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 open end when he has to go do the report for which we need to talk about the chief because <laughs> that was the weirdest flipping thing I've ever seen before. But she tells him, and you have to account for those two missing bullets. I'm like, they're in a dude that's still running around. How is he supposed to account for well, two missing Chicago bullets? Chicago has budget cuts that were happening in the 90s because <laughs> oh all the money God. was going to the Bulls. One is bad, one is bad as Detroit. Back. Yeah, one no, is bad as Detroit. Though. Detroit was worse. There. Or Axel Foley. That, how about, how <laughs> awesome would have Axel Foley been running in on this movie? That well, we're been. going to get a fourth one, so maybe we will see. <laughs> I the, did see the, that. The uh, Chuck Norris Axel Foley uh, crossover that we've always wanted, and you know, you know, Eddie Murphy's no stranger to the supernatural. I mean, we saw seen Golden Child and stuff like that, so it's it true. Work. Haunted Mansion, but uh, talking no. about the, so they get done with this, and they all of a sudden we're at the police station. So we've gone from this dark and gritty ass movie, and I'm going to talk about that here in a second too because I was stoked watching this movie for a certain reason. Uh, we end up in the police station, bright lights, fluorescent everywhere, uh, female police chief, nothing wrong with it, but she just, she tried to emote anger and it didn't come off. And what we, we are dropped into her chewing out Jackson, but at the tail end of it, where she goes, I don't want to hear it. Get out of my office. That's what we, that's, that's what we're introduced to the second we're dropped onto that scene. And he looks at Chuck yeah. and Chuck's like, got his back turned and looking out the blinds with his arm up all like, you know, distraught or something. 
And Jackson looks at him and just walks out of the room. And then she's all like, well, what do you got to tell me now, Shatter? Come on, Shatter. What's your explanation? And he's like, it's it's in the report. It's right there. And that's where she talks about the bullets. But I was like, she's so weird. And it gets weirder later in the movie. Oh, Did yeah. Did you guys hear definitely. that? Yeah, like it like, wasn't just me. Like I was like, the phone no, no, call? like Jackson tries to make it sound like Shatter's got a thing for her, and she gets all like Lady Boner about it, and it's just oh my god, really like. Well, okay, she's a horrible actress. First of all, hey, here yeah. are some of the things that she was in before she got the, her big break in Hellbound was an episode of Night Gallery, <laughs> an episode of The Wonder Years. Wasn't that like an ep- check or something like that? Or was that different? Uh, no, she was in an episode of Growing Pains and Who's the Boss. And then she got uh, Hellbound. Then she was in an episode of Family Matters. And she was in Dracula Dead and Loving It. Ah, uh, Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> oh, she was in Dr. Doolittle with Eddie Murphy, speaking of which. Oh. Uh, she was in an episode of Reba and ER. Oh. She was the cackling woman at the death fest and dragged me to hell, boys. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I knew you both would know that. Look at her go. That, I mean, she's not exactly young in this movie, so that she's like that older lady that we saw in Drag Me to Hell. Another yeah. Sam Raimi gem that not everybody knows about. I was not expecting what I got out of that movie. Absolutely amazing. My only complaint with that movie was like some of the CGI was super heavy. Yeah. And like uh, 90% of it was practical, but when he added some of that CGI, I was like, okay, you could tell this is that, you know, mid 2000s type. It was that transitional time. But when I watched that movie, I was not expecting comedy. And they straight up throw, I mean, it's gory comedy. And I was not expecting it. And I'm like, this is fantastic. You get his Evil Dead 2 type gore with his love of Three Stooges slapstick yes, in that movie. So, that a little taste of what we're going to be talking about later on in the, the horror movie show. But wink, wink. No, uh, she, nod, was, nod. she was just nod, nod. so awkward in this as the chief. Um, well, let's I don't speak, think uh, she moved in any scene either. <laughs> no, like, she's always so behind stiff. the desk. Always. Yeah, like, she, she was a real Dang shitty it, animatronic. Morris, you need to... Go back to Israel and you go arrest a demon. Can we talk about that next? Can we please? Why <laughs> on any planet would two Chicago cops have to fly all the way to Israel for the police chief there to ask them questions for six hours? Well, and, and, then, and then he the was fact, done with them. Well, not to mention the fact, why would a lowly Israel police captain have, why would he even be involved in an Interpol investigation? I I could Interpol Interpol would not even let, let him wipe their, their rear with this this case leads to who was this rabbi? How important was he? Cause clearly he was a big rabbi. Well, yeah. I mean, they allude to a lot of that too. Now we're gonna. I'm gonna answer the question. I, I I, I'm gonna answer it, and the the answer is this movie was filmed in Israel, and we need a reason why the backdrop is Israel. So yeah, that yeah, that's the yeah. reason that 
Canon did this, as with most of their movies, are filmed overseas. Israel is like their hometown. So, yeah. And man, if that's where they're from, they did not show the great side of Israel. They really yeah. kind of made it look like the toilet of the world. And that's, I'm not disrespecting Israel at all. I'm actually taking their side. I'm like, it does not look like it did in the movie. Um, yeah, no, I think they, well, I think they wanted to show a more of a guttural side of it just to, so it could be such a difference for Jackson to like Chicago. Yeah. And so Jackson could bitch about it really, on, on, the, on the, on the coast near the university that was within driving distance near an archeological yeah. dig. Yeah, it was yeah. all missed. It was that, all just hodgepodge together. That's canon, and I knew what I was getting when I watched it. But exactly. I will say now the set pieces were great, though. Like the temple, the archaeology. Oh, dig, yeah, yeah. Like everywhere that was filmed, like where you could tell this was somewhere important in Israel, looked awesome, and it like really did add to. Well, the even movie. the the set at the very beginning with the sacrifice and where yeah. they had to move the cross. Mm-hmm. Which that was weird. They had to that tear a cross be- off a wall to go well, in a room where everyone was. That ended up was. being the archaeological dig site at the end. Yeah, I I I, I know, got yeah, that. But uh, so it was kind of neat. But yeah, I guess it was because he was hiding back there, and he probably had some kind of other way in. I guess. Yeah, I yeah. But this priest knew about behind the cross or whatever, and had had to have the Templars help him. We're, we're nitpicking a canon film, fellas. I mean, I, that's well, true. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll, you bastard! You finally made me do it. I made you um, do it. All right, I, I'm gonna play a couple more drops here, and they're they're actually kind of back to back in the movie. Um, they end up going to the last holy man that gets murder murderized, and he's a blind hermit, insane crackpot. I love this uh, guy. Yeah. God, this dude's so, awesome. Oh my god! So when he finally he he kind of he's talking to him for a minute, and he kind of realizes that. Uh, 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 Porbello is there, Porbello. and <laughs> and he's after him or whatever. So he he tells him they they got a bolt at this point, and this yeah. is him losing it. I love that dude, and here's I... Jackson's response. <laughs> Either this guy is nuttier than a Snickers, or there's some real heavy shit going down. <laughs> I swear I thought I was watching a Mel Brooks section. I like I think that yeah. he was like yes. vacationing. Oh, absolutely. And they went, "Hey, can you just re- we want you to direct one scene." And yeah. Brooks is like, "Sure. I'll I'll, I'll take a swing at it." And leave. Oh yeah. my god, I was leave. It was all, it was Mel Brooksian Mel Brooksian or almost python like. Yeah, very python. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, like and, I, it, I I told you guys at the beginning like when we talked about the world. That, when we talked about that drop, I was uh, reciting the lines of the blind Blinken from Robin Hood Men in Tights to my wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've lost your arms in battle, exactly. but you grew a nice set of boobs. <laughs> she didn't find it as funny as I did, but that's what this guy was acting like. It was hilarious. Men in Tights is a great movie, by the way. Fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's really good. So Is that an action well, movie? Uh, we can we can bend the rules for I that one. I think you could yeah, bend the rules for that one. <laughs> There's a possibility of, of doing that episode later down the road i want very, to add dracula dead and loving it to ours now like, now, yeah, now that he's brought that it. up you should yeah all right gentlemen uh i'm i'm kind of i mean oh 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 nope sorry this is for jackie jackie the prostitute 
her name is Zoe Trilling. Her real name is uh, Gerlin May Betzler. Wow, and that's a name. Maybe that's why she was dubbed. Yeah. she. <laughs> uh, her first film was Girls Just Want to Have Fun. She was a dancer, so a real stretch. Uh, she did a, uh, an episode of 21 Jump Street. She was in an episode of Guiding Light. Um, she was in an episode of Married with Children. Okay. She, she was in an episode of MacGyver. There's that MacGyver the thread. Man. He's doing oh. like the 90s bingo. Right. Yeah, no funny. doubt, right? We should have that. That would be hilarious. We, we really had, should. <laughs> little bingo cards from 80s and 90s shows. She was in the movie To Protect and Serve, which is a really bad cop, uh, funny cop movie when they had those funny cop movies, uh, that like Police Academy and stuff there. For oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Night Terrors. Yeah. You with that one? Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, she was in Hellbound and she was just listed as Hooker. Uh, (laughs) she was in night of the demons 2 seen that yep yeah yeah i don't know that one she was in the video leprechaun 3 video leprechaun 3 or the movie yeah it's probably yeah Yeah. i'm the leprechaun you know i have that one one. (laughs) uh and then she was another couple other pieces of crap but anyway, yeah, there you go, Jackie. She, you're right. She is a talentless um, piece of trash. But I'm sure a lovely um, person on the inside. Come on, we can't disparage yeah, everyone. Very nice show. human Probably being who decided to retire <laughs> and go I, and live I, on the farm. Yeah, I don't know. It just the movie was horrible. Uh, I did dig. This is up. what I have. To, this is what I have to say about her. <laughs> what you what you got nate hit us nate i did dig up um an interview that norris did on this because oh, as we had mentioned okay. trying to find anything about Which this one, movie is next to impossible um here's what he had to say wait, about wait, the movie. Is, it, is this chuck norris or aaron norris oh this is chuck okay okay go ahead it was an interesting movie a little on the lighter side my adversary was the devil or his helper or whatever a guy who had lived thousands of years. King Richard actually entombed him. Then hundreds of years later, some guys opened the tomb and let him run rampant. It was a half humor and half sci-fi. I enjoyed the trip to Israel, where it was filmed. <laughs> you could tell, like, the dude does not remember making this movie. Because he so clearly it wasn't even sci-fi. About. <laughs> Where's sci-fi come from? About I do not know. Is there an alien in this movie? He was like, hey, did you see the rubber mask on the one demon at the beginning? That was oh, an alien. That was an yeah. awesome rubber mask. Any Why did they claws? not just reuse that same mask in other cuts? So the we could have had. The rubber mask was a better special effect than when he. Blew when he up turned into the demon. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. The worst. They had that the ground was opening up and you could just see somebody underneath like pulling a plate away from the ground of the, the set. It was just so bad. Okay. So like, like I said earlier, there's, there's reasons this movie is bad and you can tell why. And it was, they were saving budget. So all the money went into that set with the demon and the ritual. I'll tell you boys now why you know the movie was bad is because it said canon at the beginning of it. That's how you knew not all canon are bad. I'm disagreeing. (laughs) That's how you know there's going to be there's going to be bad parts of this movie is because it said canon at the beginning of it. But so the money was spent at 
for the temple because uh, at the end, when they finally destroy the demon in the most ridiculous fashion, I would even admit, <laughs> the ground shook apart. There's fire everywhere. You know, there's a handful of extra demons that every time they got knocked down, they had to run around the set to fight the next guy. Then they got knocked down again and had to run back around. But here's the other thing I realized also in this movie. There's one gun. Oh, you're right. There is only one, one pistol in this entire movie. gun in this whole movie. No. No, two. You're right. I know what you're because talking about. At the beginning. Shatter uses his at the beginning, and then Jackson uses his at the end. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because well, he, I fear he fires it shared guns. Well, basically what it was is they you flew. See, actually, you see three guns because they also, the cop that they knock out in the police station, or uh, Jackson takes his. That's That's the gun. That's what I'm getting ready to explain. Is, oh, you're right. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. See, they got flown to Israel as keepers of the body that were coming over. They were there to escort the body of the rabbi. So they yeah. would have had to gone with no weapon at all, even though they're cops. They're still technically tourists. So they steal the gun from the cop when they break into the police station. You're That's right. That's the why gun at the, gun. the end. So. You are right. I forgot about Shatter having the gun and he shoots it at the beginning. But yep. basically, the entire movie, there is no gun till the, the very final end. The other thing I love is how they crammed a car chase that's <laughs> not a car chase in this movie. Yeah. Because that is so canon. Someone went, it's an action movie. We have to have a car chase. Yeah. The demon doesn't. The demon doesn't drive. There's no demonlings to drive. So what do they do? They put a cabbie character in a cop car to drive Chuck and the other guy around who drives so bad. And they speed up the camera a couple of frames per second. So it looks like he's going way faster. Than he drives through a restaurant, outdoor restaurant area. like. And clips a dude with the uh, rearview mirror because the guy yeah. kind of turns around like, what the heck was that? And he the guy jokes about it. Yeah, he smacks his butt and he makes a joke about hitting the guy. And it, uh, we didn't do this clip because it's a lot longer, but essentially Jackson's like, can you drive a little faster? You, you're a shitty driver. And the guy goes, what is this shitty? What does that mean? He goes, oh, it means you're a hot shot. I, I don't I don't know this hot shot. You know, Top Gun. Oh, I've seen that movie. I am a shitty driver. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, there, there's the cannon. The cannons just, oh. Someone I on set was dying of laughter. Though, they like, had I be. wrote that joke. I, I did a good job. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that. I'm, I'm laughing because, yes, someone said Top Gun is shitty. But I was just <laughs> enjoying the fact, because I'm, I'm trying to take it all in, and I'm like, they literally put a car chase in a movie that, had no reason to have a car chase. It even had Whatsoever. like the people walking back and forth carrying something that did not yep. need to be carried yep. in the middle it, of the street. He yep. went we were just missing like a crate full of chickens. The 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 glass the guys carrying glass across the road. Um yep. and uh yeah, some construction some, workers. A kid kicking a soccer ball across the road. Oh we have left out a critical character in this movie, guys. How? How can we leave out our little uh, 
what did you call him, Dan? Oh, Aladdin? The little street rat Aladdin. <laughs> well, I can't remember the kid's name to Fezzy. Uh, Fezzy or Bezzy. 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 Oh my God. And you have to talk about him because he's the last thing you see in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do comedy. They do the '80s comedy freeze frame at the end, essentially, with this guy. There's no memorable song at the end, though. No, Bezzy is like a street rat, and they have this like con where they trick tourists into thinking he's being attacked, and Jackson falls for it. He tries to break these two kids up from fighting. The whole time they've stolen his wallet. All the while, Chuck is sitting over there with a smirk on his face, like, "I, I know what you're doing, kids. I know what you're doing," and. uh this this thing plays out the rest of the movie of this kid showing up and ends up he knows where this temple is that they have to go find the demon at and so he's like their guide for the rest of the movie he hides in the car during the demon attack um and he's then the, he, he's the guy like an american ninja yeah, yeah. He, he he's he's basically that and uh, yeah he he's at the end when you know everything everybody's okay Everybody's flying back to Chicago like, hey, we didn't just fight the devil and save this woman from being sacrificed. Oh, we're just hopping on a plane. Jackson's watching the Bulls win the finals on a little TV attached to the wall. And Bezzy's there. And they're having a moment with the kid and the kid steals his wallet again. And as Jackson yells at him, the kid turns to run away and the camera freezes on this kid's face. And it's just the most asinine ridiculous thing and i i couldn't stop laughing i i was losing it it was not at all yeah, how i expected it, the movie to like end no <laughs> no no it i isn't. did not expect it and you know I, I i will have to issue a retraction um i i had to look up the canon group to see some of the movies that are on there yeah some of these are pretty horrible but uh there's a lot of movies on here that i i'm watching and didn't really realize that the canon group had uh attachment to mm-hmm. and then there's some that I, i'm not familiar with but i'm looking at some of the actors on them and stuff like that and going wow these are actually some pretty you know decent um uh, actors associated with this stuff i mean obviously you know like match the universe and cobra and those that we know yeah. for sure um but there's one on here called Runaway Train that had John Voight and Eric Roberts and Rebecca De Mornay and stuff on it, which, you yeah. know, big names. Interesting. Uh, there's one here called Appointment with Death with Peter Ustinov, Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. Lauren Bacall. Uh, there's one on here that's got Mickey Rourke in it and Faye Dunaway. Obviously, the break-in and breaking two electric boogaloo films are on our, here. Our debut of one Mr. Jean-Claude Van Damme and Yes, two. very good, sir. Uh King Solomon's Mind. Yep. <laughs> Don't dance, Nate. You, you knocked your phone he over. He knocked his phone over. That was great. <laughs> you know, King Solomon's Mind are on there. The I love ceiling. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh American Warrior, mm-hmm. or as we know it, American Ninja, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm just looking through this going, you know, there's someone here I don't I don't remember ever seeing. You know, or or yeah. uh, uh, especially didn't know that these people did canon films as well. Well, what what canon's put in the door most like kind of famous for? I guess if no one's watched Electric Boogaloo on Netflix, 
that documentary it's really good yeah it's fantastic so good. and, and but, of course the ninja movies with shokasugi which yeah are my favorite ninja movies but how you know, canon made money and how a lot of uh other uh of those overseas companies that i'm trying to think of the name the ones that did like total recall and a lot of the arnold mm-hmm. ones um caracola caracola they sold movies before they were ever made so they sold prospects we have this script we have this actor tied to this script we have this director tied to the script how much will you give us to um get distribution rights for this movie distribution rights was everything in the 80s you had to sell a movie before a movie would sometimes be made unless you were like american hollywood you had a studio that would put the movie out, then do distribution deals. Um, but And that's what happened with uh, Canon. I'm trying to remember. They did a deal, and I don't know if it was Touchstone or another one that starts with a T. They were kind of the company that came in and bought Canon and gave them the money to finish movies like Masters of the Universe and Cyborg. And what they did was they split the distribution rights. So there's a whole nother industry in movie making that a lot of people have no clue. They think somebody has an idea, you go up, you ask a studio for money to make it, they cut a check, they make it, and it goes to the movie theaters. There's this whole other backroom deals, handshake deals, and that's what, you know, uh, Canon was known for. And then they were shrewd businessmen and they were, they loved their, their movies, but it it could have been any movie. It could have been a movie. They didn't actually make themselves, but they got the rights somehow to get it out there. And they sold, they had the rights to Spider-Man. Can you imagine if we would have got a Canon Spider-Man movie? They tried. That was was when they started running out of money. Yeah. Uh, Cause they started just trying to purchase rights to stuff. And it's just like, they kind of got ahead of themselves. Um, See, Masters of the Universe was going to be almost an R-rated Masters of the Universe, but um, Mattel said no. We're not. You can't do that. So they actually had to backtrack most of what was planned and ready to go for Masters of the Universe to be PG, PG thirteen. Um, but it was originally going to be an R-rated Masters of the Universe. Like, can you imagine that? And they were on start for the production of the sequel. The sequel was happening. Costumes, sets, uh, director, most of them had come well, back. We, we did get that movie. We did. It, uh, Mattel pulled out and they had to do something because they had all that money sunk into it. We got Cyborg. And that's mm-hmm. why a lot of the same costuming, uh, a lot of the actors and uh, stunt coordinators uh, stuff like that ended up on Cyborg was they had to use the money somewhere. It's there's, like they basically your... scrambled to make a movie. Yeah. we. Yeah. Otherwise you throw that money away. So why not put it towards, and I think that was also one where they had to get a, 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 a separate distribution deal with another studio. And I don't have it in front of me because I didn't know we were going to do a, a deep dive, no, on no, Canon, yeah, which I think no, we could do. Kind of, I think we absolutely could. should. I mean, I'm, I'm still looking at stuff. I didn't know they did King Lear. The 87 comedy with Woody Allen and, 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 
You know, I didn't know they did a movie called Surrender with Sally Field, Steve Gutenberg, and and Michael Caine. I'm I'm looking at some of these going, I had no idea because I, I thought they were all just you action know, American movies. Ninja these yeah. and these stuff. like yeah. B B quality action movies with a a a diamond in the rough ever so often. And they no, yeah, absolutely re released. Uh, they did like a collection DVD pack, you know, where it's like you get X amount of movies for oh, I love 20 those. Bucks. I love those. But this one's called The Bombs, Babes, and Blockbusters of Canon Films. And it has Missing in Action, Invasion USA, Cobra, uh, Delta Force, Masters of the Universe, Over the Top, Bloodsport, The Hitman, Hellbound, and the Electric Boogaloo um, documentary. Yeah. All of these, which are probably sitting on Charlie's DVD shelf already. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I don't have the Hitman, and I don't have Over the Top. And I can go buy the five movie canon deal for like ten bucks at Walmart. But I already own Masters of the Universe, Bloodsport, and um, there's one other one that I already own. Uh, all I would be getting is Over the Top and Hitman for ten dollars, and I feel like I could get a better deal. Yeah, oh, yeah <laughs> on another that, collection. Yeah. The babes, when like in all those movies, there's like zero babes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the 1985 film Hot Resort, uh, starring a few people that I don't know who they are, and Bronson Pinchow. <laughs> That's the one I think I'm going to have to look into. Don't be uh, there's ridiculous. A, there's one on here called I Monster from 71 that had Christopher Lee and Peter, uh, and Peter Cushing in it. Yeah, there you go. That's that's uh. That's uh, Godfathers of Horror right there. Those but, are some um, names right there. So yeah, I'm I, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to really so, kind of uh, you know really pay so attention to this. We've kind of made it through the end of the movie, and I want to bookend this movie. While okay. we had we had a crawl at the beginning telling us the prophecy. Yes. All through yes, this movie, there's this weird dude in what do you what would you call what is that outfit he calls i don't uh, want to say a shroud but it's a, a hooded jesus outfit dude kind of looks like jesus looking kinda, over everybody yeah he kind of did Halloween costume. and he yeah but it looked like a spirit halloween version of a jesus oh costume. definitely yeah. definitely so <laughs> I, I kept calling him the watcher from highlander the tv show they didn't mm-hmm. do him in the movies but in the tv show they had the guys that watched the the immortals but never interfered and Duncan knew right. who his was for some reason. And it is a whole big plot line to it. Well, anyway, this guy's always at the scene of something happening. And you see him after after either the demon leaves or Chuck Norris leaves. Well, after he destroys the demon, the scepter's broken again into nine pieces. Um, this guy comes in to collect them. And he has a voiceover of his his prophecy or his his ending to the story. And it is, as it was written, from the West again, salvation came. Two soldiers of another kind have confronted and destroyed the beast with his own weapon. So it has been done as passed to me by my father's father. I must take unto myself the shattered scepter of the demon to scatter the elements from whence they came, that neither human's eyes nor heaven's light should ever again fall upon them and that that's what happens when that's being recited while this guy's collecting the scepter pieces so we kind of get a book into this prophecy that these knights from another area which is you know chuck and jackson come in and vanquish the demon 
That's technically Sir Chuck Norris, then. Well, he wasn't knighted. Well, I mean, if he gets knighted, then it's like sure, a Sir Shattered. Can a duke knight, or does it has a? Can it only be a king or a queen? Mm, That's a good sure. question. Because what's her name's uh, dad was a duke, which made and I, the second they uh, showed the demon not as a demon talking to uh, Leslie, and he kept calling her princess. I looked at Jackie and I went, "Well, there's the royal blood we need," and she's like. Really? I'm like, yeah, watch. He's going to keep calling her princess. And that's all he ever calls her throughout the movie. Yes, princess. My dear princess. Like, foreshadow over foreshadow for that. I'm like, yeah, we we get it. You need royal blood and you're going to sacrifice her. We, we understand. Dan's studying something awful hard right there. He is. Uh, a knighthood... And the female equivalent, a damehood, is an award given by the queen to an individual for a major long-term contribution in any activity, usually at the national or international level. So I guess it would so, be king or queen, because right now we have a queen. Correct. We so, don't, but there is uh, a queen. Yeah. Right. So men are knighted, become knight commander of the most excellent order of the British Empire. I kind of want the entire yeah, how do we get that? And then... Uh, I think you'd have to kick ass for a long time and do done. All right, easy. Cool. We'll just keep the podcast. So rolling. what? Do I get a plane ticket and go? Yeah, yeah. Just go on over there, and when you get to the gate, the guy will have a big goofy hat on and a machine gun. But just tell him that you're there to see the queen because you're supposed to be knighted. Because you he's wearing a mask right now. Done. Done. Well, probably done. Probably. Right? Like, I'm like there. They might be a mask. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll yeah. go. You know why they're going to, you know why they're going to knight you, Charlie? Why is that? Because you always put in the time and effort to give us the body count. Yeah. Nate, how was how was your first time hearing the body count uh, being being present for the body count? Absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I was dying laughing when you uh, guys introduced that segment. Yeah, well, you should have heard the whole edit as I was trying to edit it because the body count uh, there's there's language in the song itself. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, any body Char- count song. Charlie's in the background. <laughs> And so we got those noises I had to keep. I'm, I'm Stalloning in the background. And I didn't know he was like, we're, I didn't know he could hear me. I, I don't know what I was thinking, but then all of a sudden he plays that and I'm in the song. And I was like, well, I guess that changes it enough. We can't get sued. So let's yeah. go for it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Charlie, what is said body count in Hellbound? Okay. So as we've talked about this, this there's not a lot about this movie out there on the old interwebs. Um, a handful of articles which just so happens in the Hellbound Wikipedia, one of the articles is a friend of mine that runs Action Elite uh, website, and he wrote a piece about this, and kind of along the same vein as what we've talked about. So he's, he's going to get a kick out of seeing us do an episode sure, on sure. Hellbound. So um, none of my normal sites for body counts had anything on Hellbound, uh, nothing. So I watched the movie two more times today you watched hellbound thrice i watched it three times since last night 
Very nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting my five dollars worth. <laughs> so um, the hardest thing to do was figuring out: Did the knights actually kill any demons? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, because they came in and just started punching them in the face. They punched them, kicked them, threw them. But didn't really sort them. Um, Where does one hire a demon henchman? I was wondering that. And why were you not using them throughout finding all the yeah, scepter pieces? your dirty work. Um, I was unsure. So what What I ended up having to do was when they grab the de- the main demon and get ready to shove him in the sarcophagus, there are bodies laying on the floor. So I counted the bodies and I'm trying to do it based off of camera angles. Sure. So I, ca- I counted six for that. So I was like, okay. that sounds about right. Um, all the other kills throughout the movie, pretty straightforward, you know, um, getting to the end, Jackson kills more demons than Chuck does because Jackson shoots them with more bullets than a six shooter can possibly ever hold. Well, obviously, but it's a canon action movie, so I kind of let that yeah, just go. Yeah, there's no reloading. So it was essentially Chuck flipping a demon or kicking a demon, Jackson punching and shooting, and then uh, we were making the joke earlier that as they would knock a demon down, they would have to run around off camera to fight the other guy. But they do die, because when he kills the demon, they all turn into dust. So again, I'm counting the bodies on the floor. Sixteen on-screen kills for Hellbound. Does that include the Holy Men on-screen? That is my asterisk. Hmm. Only seven Holy Men are mentioned dead off-screen, because he kills the one on the train, and he kills the rabbi, and there's a total of nine. Mm -hmm. So there are seven others we don't see, but 16 plus seven additional we don't see. We're going to have to see six because he killed the rabbi, the guy on the train, and then the blind guy at the end, the the leave guy, he kills him too because he got he had the head of the might be. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I missed that guy. Yeah, I was he too had focused the head of the on leave. So six, six off screen. Correct, yeah. Six off screen and the hooker lived because I had to put that in here too. She's not one of the yes. dead bodies. Correct. Um, so 16 on screen. Oh no, 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 no. That's I'm still right. No, I'm still wrong because that would have been part of my 16. Cause he is counted in my 16. Okay. Him and the rabbi are counted in the 16 so that, yeah, there would be yeah. three that are counted on that. So six, six off screen. So yes. we have to have nine. Right. That's how flipping confusing this was to do and why I watched it three times. <laughs> yeah, why didn't you, why didn't you, know, you fast forward, Charlie? You can't fast no. forward and and find all this out. <laughs> no, This so. was a, a Hellbound exclusive then that we just, you know, gave out to the world. I know. I'm, I'm actually probably going to go on these like sites yeah. I use. Body count Nate, jump, on the, jump on the wiki when we're done, Nate, and, uh, and put a citation on that. Yeah, definitely. Credit, a credit the podcast. Link. There you go. That's how we do that, sir. But that's right. Yeah, put a hot link to the podcast. No one's going to be drops. like, going to fact check that. How bound? Then they're going to go through and watch the movie three times. Be like, huh, son of a bitch, he's right. No one's as <laughs> thorough know, as me. Once, once we drop this, Nate, you're going to have to go onto the wiki and and hot link it over. I think it'd be oh, great. geez. All right. That. Well, let's get to the uh, everyone's favorite, the new and improved, revamped. 
revamp. Aliong. Aliong scale. Again, still working on some audio. Maybe uh, maybe some new, a fresh blood with Nate being thrown into the mix. Not uh, I, I will say this morning. I still I, need something. I yeah. I uh, I bought Henchman the Aliong story along with on Amazon. So I already had Amazon on. I'm like, maybe okay. there's something in here I can grab. Yeah. No. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It's, what, All right. What so I just, just I have to go find Ali Young and make him say something. For uh, a that of, or like, we just get sounds. Just play the the one line he says in Lethal Weapon where he's like, "Sorry, pal." I don't know. So yeah, that's about yeah. all I can think of. Yeah, we're coming up with something. I got it. But okay. like you said, this is a special edition. This is a now the now the new the new ten scale. scale. Correct. We are going to ten now. I'm going to change this up a tiny bit because otherwise this is going to get weird as hell. We need to still stay at only halves. So 10 in half increments. Okay. If we break into quarters, that's yeah, technically 40 different variations that we yeah, can put on a movie. That's, that's cuckoo. Unless special variations for movies that should be a 10, but they're not a nine and a half. We'll talk about it, but, the funniest thing is, though, we're upping it to a 10 scale on the Hellbound episode. Not even going to get close to 10. No, <laughs> no we're not. We, we could have we stayed on the five for this one. Uh, that Nate, was the joke I was telling. Nate, with being the, the new blood, we were going to let you go first. What is your Aliong? You, you know what, Nate? You are the absolute first person to be able to use the new 10 Aliong scale. You're right. Man, this is a big honor. Yeah. And because and it's halves, I can't give it 6.66. So no. that's disappointing right there. No. That's, that's good. No. <laughs> that was kind of funny, but no. But you no, guys, not you guys on, on the horror movie, you should go up to 6.66 on your, your scale or something. Oh, dude, I that would just screw cool. everything up. That would be really <laughs> cool. And all, for the record, we don't have any of that stuff picked out yet. So we're no. still, yeah. we're still no, working. We're just... I have a theme song and we have yeah. our logo. That's where we're at. It's we're, a good starting where point. You at. All right, Nate, how many Leongs are you going to give the tragedy I, I that was so would give this like a 4.5. And it would have that potential to be like a 5.5 at tops if I was watching it with like you guys like in the same room or watching it with friends in the same room. Absolutely. Because this movie would Absolutely. be 10 times more fun the buddy together. Yes. It was fun by myself. So just having a group of people doing that mystery science theater where you're all just talking over it, dubbing the voices yourself, doing a better dub than Canon themselves did. Having oh. beverages. This would be yeah. a blast. <laughs> having some bevies. Yeah, well, you, you, exactly. you say mystery science. I actually did look up also in my research to see if Rift Tracks has done this. They have not, but there are there were six votes for them to do it. There's now seven. Yeah, nice. Good, good, good. <laughs> so Rift Tracks, if you're listening, do Hellbound. Please, Please do <laughs> Hellbound. We will re-review Hellbound Rift Tracks version. Yes. They're not listening. Uh, Charlie, you, you, no, I want to go last. You, you, you want to go last. I want to okay. go last. All right. I'm giving it three, three Aliongs. That's what I'm giving it. That's it better than I, I, that's still better than I thought. I, I well, I'm giving it three mostly because Jackson cracked me up. I really liked, he was, he was pretty funny. Um, and 
Leave. His voice cracked. <laughs> that earned that that earned a, a Leong right there. But uh, no, like I said, I I wanted to hate this movie. I'm watching it going, this movie is dog shit, and I'm watching it going, but I don't hate it. And I don't know if it's because it was a little different and it wasn't just oozies everywhere and kicks and, and kicks and oozies and oozies and kicks and bah, 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 bah. and the villain was a creepy, creepy looking SOB. I so love this film. really worked. Oh, he Perfect was awesome. casting. Perfect. Um, I like the Renaissance fair bit at the beginning. That was kind of fun. Yeah. But so, so I'm like, I don't know. You know, I'm going to give it three. Totally bad. I messaged Nate this morning going, I cannot wait to hear what Dan says. Yeah, cause I <laughs> because like, he's I felt like to hate this. <laughs> I felt like we put him through hell. I, I thought he was going to quit the show. He's going to be like, you know what? That's it. Nate, you're in. I'm out. I will yeah, admit. If Charlie's going to make me watch this kind of stuff, I, I'm just done with it is what I, I was thinking. Because this was like, is- not the bottom of the barrel. This was like the sewage that's underneath the barrel because it I hasn't almost- been moved and there's a dead worm. I almost prefer really, really, really shitty movies over half-ass shitty movies. Yeah. I would rather a movie like Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter is a phenomenal film. Yeah. I absolutely love that movie. Oh, dude. And it's tomorrow oh, as shit. of this recording. We get the second Danzig movie, which oh, that's right. no one has seen the first movie that yes. he made, Veronica. It is so bad. It's glorious. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember I shared that to you that it was amazing. coming out. Yes. So right, it hit select that. theaters tomorrow. So when to you're that, be that hearing out. this, maybe I've already seen it at that point. I don't know. Trying to figure that out. He'll have but, it. He'll have it on the uh, horror movie group if he does. But yeah, I, yes. I love those that are like that one. Um, uh, the uh, uh, El Superbisto. Oh, yeah. Stuff that it's just like, why was this made? kind of things i kind of like that and i don't know if it's because i'm broken or what but i would rather have a movie that you're just like Ugh, i want to watch it again you know compared to a movie they tried to make good and it's bad yeah i also think uh part of it is we are not looking at this movie through rose-colored glasses at all because none of us had Correct. watched it already so yes i could imagine what 94 so 14 15 year old charlie probably would have loved this movie just because it's demons and chuck norris um you know because you guys are shitting on all the other movies i love like delta force 2 and sidekicks and all this other (laughs) stuff so of course i'm gonna love hellbound they're horrible but i think the fact that we we all went into this blind which is the first time we've done that that, that's also a pretty big deal pretty cool that uh it was just an experience and I don't want to take anything away from what Pete and the guys do, but I was almost like, man, I kind of want to, what would be our six pack rating on this movie? Like how many beers is this movie? Is it going to take to, to make this movie good? You know, and I'll, I'll even, it's an homage to Pete. If you're not listening to good beer, bad movie, go listen to that show. Oh, absolutely. It's fantastic. Although I, fantastic I do need to argue show. with him next time I have a beer about the movie, the wizard. Because I know I you love the wizard. Although I they did, did uh, just do Kung Fu hustle and they all loved it. So it's not always a movie they think is bad that it, you know, that they end up doing. Sometimes they just mm-hmm. do a movie that should be bad. 
but I'm not is, mistaken, Kung Fu Hustle stars Shang Chi now, right? Something like that. Isn't that good? Sure. Gotta play Shang Chi in here in Kung Fu Hustle somewhere, probably. I don't know. Or we're being extremely. Uh, no, racist. I saw that. No, I, I saw that he actually was in something like that. I have to look it up now, so I don't sound like a real. Maybe he was one ass. of the masters or something. I'm not 100 percent sure. But yeah, me, uh, you know, it, I I kept in the back of my mind going like, how many beers would it take for this movie to actually be good? And I, even I'm still going, yeah, three beers. I think three beers. <laughs> and like Nate said, sitting around with the buddies, this is a movie you just go, has anyone ever seen this? No? Fantastic. Let's put it on and drink. And it's phenomenal. So I'm going to give my rating. So Dan, Dan, you did three. Nate, you did 4.5? Yep, that's correct. So my knee-jerk reaction after I watched it last night was somewhere hovering around the fours. Um. But something something weird happened. Jackie and I continued talking about this movie for 30 minutes afterwards as we're getting ready to go to bed. We've never done that on any of the other movies we've reviewed. We've kind of turned it into a little bit of a date night type thing that we watch the movie the night before we record. And she's ragging on it. And I keep going... Well, I, th- I think I'm going to give it like five Allianz. She's like, don't you dare. And then I'll start saying <laughs> something about the movie and I'm laughing and she's laughing. And I go, that, that made it a six. And she's like, oh, no, no, do not. It's not a six. And right before we're settled down, I'm like, yeah, you're right. I think it's a seven. Uh, so we kept talking about this movie and I'm like, this, this movie had an impact on me. That's not normal. I mean, a lot of times I've seen these already and I already have a connection, but I have a new connection with this movie. And I'm like, this is a five. This is a five Aliong on the new 10 scale. Um, Hellbound. It was enjoyable. I've watched it two more times. Still just as funny on the parts that made me laugh. Still blown away by the bad guy. I God, it was just the best casting. And he's literally... When you can get someone that's legitimately creepy and not just like makeup or, you know, overly overdubbed by something completely other than, you know, the actor himself. um, This movie did it for me and it's canon and it's Chuck Norris and it's action movies and it's horror movies. It's everything that I love to five. And I've rambled enough now. I think that's a really solid hot take. I think so. And Dan's doing some major uh, studying there again. I was just trying to see about the Kung Fu Hustle thing, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah. I mean, I I really thought I saw something on the internet the other day, like a meme or something saying like, uh, you know, this guy. That's the problem. That's the problem with memes is they're probably making fun of something. Eh, It could have been. Yeah. Like I said, I even Chow even done anything recently. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's done anything recent. I know he's done like Shaolin Soccer and Kung Fu Hustle and a few other movies along those lines, but I, I, I mean, He did like first... CJ7 back in 2008. I think that was like the last one. I just remember like the very first wide. time I watched Kung Fu Hustle and I was blown away. I was there, in tears laughing. So I, hard it was the, everything Pete and them talked about in their episode about the knife throwing and everything is exactly where I'm crying when he throws the the knife and it sticks in the other dude and then he pulls it out of his arm 
goes, I'm sorry, and <laughs> sticks it back in, and then throws just the handle. Or when he tells him that when the, the cobra is biting his face, he goes, if I whistle, it'll calm down. Or he goes, if you whistle, it'll calm down. And he sticks his lips out to whistle, and it bites down on his bites lips. His lips. <laughs> tears. Tears. <laughs> I, I tell you the I mean, one the choke I choke up now is how funny it was. I tell you the one that they need to do is uh Kung Pao enter the fist. God yes. give us that sequel already. Yes. Loved that movie. Oh my god. Call me Barbara. Um so. Bet- his name is Betty. 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 That's it, Betty. Yeah, call Betty. me Betty. We trained him wrong because we thought it'd be funny. Exactly. Good old Tony. Man, we have we've kind of gone off the rails here tonight, boys. Well, that happens now that we've got Nate with us. So, yeah, all right, this boys. Is what happens. Uh, I think we've beat this this horse on the ground. Nate, yeah. first of all, thanks for coming on to give me back my action movies the podcast. Well, thank you, we, sir. Uh, welcome you to the the family, and looking forward to hearing the first episode of Give Me Back My Horror Movies, which I don't believe is necessarily slated just yet. Nope. when that is going to be dropped nope, but it will be just sometime it in september yeah it's next month for sure we yep. just got a lot more ducks to get in a row it's coming yeah. it, it is. is coming uh all right let's get into the where am i at where's my machine all right so as we always do we like to thank some of our friends that's been there from the beginning and one of them of course is sludge cast if you have not listened to sludge cast yet please do yourself a fl- a favor and go over and check them out. Dan's getting tired. Um, yeah, I'm starting to get all tongue-tied. Sleepy Dan. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll fill in <laughs> the rest. I'm sleepy, Dan. <laughs> I'll fill in the rest of that part. Uh, we have a crossover event coming with Sludgecast. You will have to go subscribe to his show. Um, but uh, September 25th, was it? 25th. It's in the group. We have a post. Yep. Um, yep. So, so you can hear me destroy another person's podcast. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. But uh, we are going over onto their show. It'll be our full cast, me and Dan. Uh, Nate's not invited because he's too new. And oh. Sludge is three people. But I'll ask Sludge, but, you know, he's picky <laughs> about things. Sludge did our intro for the horror movies things. I think I've asked him enough of him lately. It's so, fantastic. Uh, I yeah. made one, and Charlie's response was, that's creepy. <laughs> I like creepy, but Sludge won. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, so, Sludge is way better. He actually is talented. So yeah, I be, was uh, d- <laughs> messing around. Be on the lookout for more posts, and I think we'll have at least one more show come out before that, maybe two, so, yep. so we'll have yep. more de- nailed down details about it. Correct. Uh, also, let's see if I can get this right. Good beer, bad movie night with Pete and the gang. Check them out wherever you listen to this podcast. You can find theirs as well. Uh, we would like to tell you to please, please, please. If you're just stumbling, stumbling across this podcast to find the Facebook group, the give me back my action movie Facebook group. And now the give me back my horror movie Facebook group. Both of them are teaming with uh fanatics that like to uh, really kind of get conversations going keep conversations going and it's a lot of fun in those groups you can subscribe to this podcast on podbean uh with apple music or iMusic or whatever the hell they call it now 
um, and pretty much any of your podcast catchers out there so that you don't miss an episode, especially when the horror movies start to drop. Again, like Charlie said, that's going to be on a continuous feed. You will not have to find a new feed. It'll just be, it'll just pop up on there. So uh, do that as well. Check out the Instagram. Charlie, we you have, run the Instagram. We have two. I have, started the true. Give Me Back My Horror Movies Instagram. So we have Give Me Back My Action Movies Instagram and Give Me Back My Horror Movies Instagram. So Check I, try those to, out. I try to stay Please active subscribe. on those. Yep. Mm-hmm. And your uh, Instagram's kind of, it's weird. That's where a lot of the interactions with a lot of the other podcasts that I'm friends with do a lot of their business on because I'm still fighting the urge to get on Twitter because I don't like it, but everyone else is on Twitter, but Instagram so far, I can talk to all my friends that do other podcasts and we can share and you'll be able to check those guys out as well. Because if I'm listening to them, that's pretty much the gold standard as long as I'm listening to them. The Charlie Absolutely. gold standard. Yeah. Yeah. he yeah, give you one, one big Charlie thumbs up. That's it. Of course, the commercials that you heard during the episode, uh, were of course the uh, the sludge cast, the good beer, bad movie night, but also the life and times of Wolfie D. Yep, with Jimmy Street. Look them up, give them a listen, and uh, get used to the sound of their voice. Maybe a uh, little inside info Jimmy is my mm-hmm. cousin, so yes, nepotism is not a thing here. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is um so check all that out and of course our old good old-fashioned gmail at this point i we don't really get much on there but it always pops uh pete when i do gmbmampod at gmail.com i have rambled enough boys i am sleepy yep i think we've uh pretty much run it nate thanks for coming on man we will definitely be hearing from you in the future oh yes uh, do you have anything that you would like to leave our guests with before you left this episode today? I, I do. Go ahead, please. Chuck Norris doesn't yours. need a fiddle to defeat a demon. That's true. <laughs> that was pretty you th- good. You think that demon would have won that fiddle contest? I mean, he was <laughs> judging it, but whatever, you know. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, the podcast is over, so most of you need to... nice but of course we always leave on this note charlie do you have anything to tell them i'll be back i knew you'd say that